Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads. Dudes to Dads. <laughs> we going to make that part of the jingle? <laughs> I would like <laughs> so to, actually. It's a little voiceover. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's, <laughs> yeah, I know. All, before we start these recordings, we're always doing all these dumb voices and stuff. I'm glad that we're not doing the outtakes anymore. Right. So people don't get to hear like yeah. what actually we're happens. We're actually professionals. Yes. Oh, totally professional. <laughs> uh, that will not see the light of day. And uh, what happens? there. Uh, but uh, welcome to another exciting episode. Yeah. Uh, this is a topic that has come just full circle again. Uh, yeah. We covered this topic. It's it's uh, really, I'm, I'm titling this, Does Punishing Your Kids Work? Yeah. We covered this in episode 33, believe it or not. We did. That it. was years and years ago. <laughs> years ago. Eons ago. We did a dad's um, debate. We did. Yes. We did a dad's de- Good memory. Yes. Jeez, wow. <laughs> um, and so this topic has come up more and more. And, and recently I'm in a, um, I've been attending another parenting class. I'm always enriching and learning new stuff sure, yeah. and, and such. And this topic has come up quite a few times. And it's just really interesting how uh, it still strikes such a chord with people mm. and debate and sure. not understanding it and can't believe that this is how it could actually be. I mean, there's just so much like emotion around this. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of it is because of how we are raised. We bring our own philosophies into the to, to the mix. Forget about what tons of professionals might say sure. and and uh, empirical data may say. Uh, <laughs> right. It's still we have a tendency to not believe it. So if you think about this, our generation or at least, yeah, maybe your and I generation was the first. Uh, generation of information being just given to us at mm-hmm. all at once from media, right. you know, because people prior to us or our grandparents didn't have access to everybody. So they just were raised with their parents' values were, whereas we can totally. look at the parents' values and go, okay, now we have different access to different things and our network is a lot larger. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's just really difficult, I think, for people to accept the idea that punishment may not be the answer to solving your children's issues or getting them to do something or fixing something that went wrong. Right. And I can hear people now like, what happens when, you know, or like when, you know, when I take their video games away, he listens, right? you know, or yeah. it works, it works with my kid, mm-hmm. you know, or punishment, you know, some sort of punishment to say, well, it works. It worked for me. Well, I turned out great. <laughs> well, maybe you didn't. You know, maybe it didn't turn out that wonderful. Sure, yeah, exactly. Um, so we're going to explore that. Now, okay. hey, this may not be for everybody, but then you don't have to listen to the right. Dad's podcast. Tune That's the cool week. part is that we can disseminate the information that we believe, <laughs> or at least I believe. Sure. Yeah. And then you're like, no. I'll go along no. with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You're like, no. Um, yeah. Well, that's but, the whole fun of it. No, I, I really feel strongly about this because I'm seeing it in action and it was it was how I was raised. Right. And so, of course, I'm bringing my bias to that. Sure. Um but I'd like to think from a moral and ethical standpoint, 
I'm I'm strong in that area. <laughs> sure. And that's a result of my parents. Yeah. You know, that's a result of how I was raised and how and the trust that I had and the connection that I had with my parents and such. So being able to duplicate that and understand that with my own kids mm-hmm. is is ongoing. Right. You know, it doesn't come natural by any means. It, it actually just because you were raised that way, it doesn't come natural. Sure, sure. Um, because it's not really our natural tendency, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's very interesting. So, and it, so for context here too about punishment, I'm referring to situations where parents may ground their children, yeah, um, take something away like electronics or toys or something, or provide like a longer term or a severe punishment. So, there's certainly situations that are going to be unique and, and, and things. But um, like like as an example, like you know, telling your child, "Well, go to your room." Well, that's a punishment per se, but that's just something to cool off. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a timeout. You're saying, right. hey, timeout for a second. Yeah. Let's think about this. You know, that's not necessarily the punishment. I never saw that as a punishment. That's kind of where I wanted to go. <laughs> if someone was mad at me, I'd be like, okay, yeah. I'll go to my room. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. kind of where I want to I don't want to confront this right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm good. Um, so <laughs> I, I think the key is how we handle it and then the follow-up which I think we'll, we'll touch on a little bit later. Okay. So do you recall in your childhood things that you may have gotten in trouble for or did wrong or maybe a situation or two? Sure. I'm sure you didn't do anything. That was a um, That remembering how your caretaker, whether it was your grandparents or your parents or whatever, handled it. Yeah. Is there anything that, well, I guess here's the first question. Is there anything that scarred you? You know, they handled it poorly. Right. Some people have, I, I mean, I've in my meetup group, in our meetup group, I've, I've had some stories where like these are 40 something year old men. Yeah. And they remember when they were six years old and their parent handled something X, Y, Z way and just, it was completely wrong. Yeah. And it, it actually like shaped a lot of the ways that they do stuff. Yeah. I will yeah. say uh, without putting too much emphasis between before I was six years old, it was handled poorly. <laughs> we'll just put it at that. Okay. And then um, I moved and then my grandparents were involved and it was handled way better. And I don't remember getting too much trouble anyway, but when, so when with, there was something before that, six, it was punishment or severe punishment or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then after that, it which, was, which more, did scar me. I, I mean, yeah. it took me years to even understand what was going on until I got older and I understood a little differently. And then it still echoed in my it was you know, fear, think, anger, all yeah, those kinds yeah. of things. And yeah, probably partially why I was shy for a while. Yeah. Like, just kind of reserved. Also, I was kind of naturally that way anyway. And then uh, when I got older, I realized that, you know, that I didn't get in trouble a lot. So when I did get in trouble, it was more like go to your room type of thing. Or um, we're just not going to go to the fair or something. Like so that. what's interesting is, like, you didn't get in trouble. Now, that do you think that was a result of because the communication was open because yeah. there was love and support? I mean, you know, so you got to think about that too. Like, yeah, you know, we think, well, he was a good kid. Well, he's a good kid because of his environment is being good to him. Yeah. And I think exactly. Know? And I, I don't, cause I, my, my uh, justification was always, always like a person that liked rewards in terms of, um, I like when someone feels good about things. So I just didn't do the bad stuff. I didn't think right. that it's not honoring Positive my family. It was just, yeah, I didn't want, yeah. I don't want someone like my grandparents to look down upon what I'm doing. So I don't want right. to, you know, dishonor them in so a weird they way. They were doing something right, but they were doing something right. Yeah. Exactly. The way they handled it and the yeah. way they understood things. And, you know, and I think they, and again, they didn't even know about the stuff that happened to me when I, before I was six years old. So it was just because of the type of people that they were yeah. is that I was like, 
oh, I like how you treat me, and I think right. I don't need I don't need to do bad stuff. Right. Everything's good, so why yeah. do I have to do bad stuff? Totally, totally. So yeah, that's interesting, and and it's definitely I have the belief. I think I mean I'm pretty sure that all children are good. You know, they're Dude. born good. Oh, I don't have that belief at all. No. <laughs> um, Some like like animals are very much like that. Well, but you see. I don't know. They're products of their environment. Mm-hmm. It's hard to imagine that a child at two, three, four, who's doing something, quote, evil, <laughs> hasn't seen that or learned it or learned or, or didn't learn what to do properly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other part. It's just simply neglect or whatever. It's not that they watch somebody be mean, so they're mean. They haven't learned how to be nice or, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so... This idea that, um, you know, it's something about when people say, oh, they're such a good kid. Mm -hmm. That that to me means they have decent parents. That's or they did get maybe they did get lucky and the child just made some good decisions. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's always the opposite. If there's a child that's bad, bad seed, bad whatever. I find it hard to believe that it's not their environment. Well, I would agree. All right. To some degree, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, except I am also a believer of. And I'm a professional psychologist. Of course. No. <laughs> not like I have a psychology degree. Or anything. Right. Um, but I, I love when we talk like this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm one of those people that believes in what they call diathesis stress, meaning Ooh, that I, there is a biological is. and a, a sociological component to everybody. Because some people were raised with certain things, and then there also is a biologically a predisposition okay. to be a jerk or whatever it is. And so, you know, you and I might be raised in the exact same environment, but we'll have completely different outcomes depending on the situation. And, um, and you know, we both grew up with certain rap music and stuff like that. I mean, we probably, we probably had a different environment of course, but like, you know, I feel like sometimes our biology does dictate what we are paying attention to what kind of work ethic we have. Some of that stuff actually does transpose into um, how our environment shapes us. That sounds like a good dad debate it, yeah. in the future. Well, the, the yeah. way I look, the yeah, way yeah. As certain things, <clears throat> my, my environment might be shaped by certain things, but because, you know, you have this and this going on for you or you're tall or whatever, you might get certain things taken, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's Understood. A, lot, a lot of biological components. And so I believe also your brain is shaped a certain way and you just pay attention to things differently based on okay. the way your biological happened. That being said, I do agree with the environment part as well. Yeah. So there is an environment. I just hate to you. have that that idea that like a child is born bad. I, I don't think anyone's you born know? bad at all. I just think that I think certain environments or certain people might be predisposed to anger and not understanding themselves and they get frustrated easier. But don't you think that's because they were not tilt, taught how to handle it? Or no. They, so they in don't some cases, see it around them. They didn't. I mean, they. Some cases they might have seen it being done, but that's not how they handle it. So that's the thing. Your kids are good. <laughs> you know, I like your kids. I mean, just knowing them and be, have them be on the show. Um, but and that's a very strong indicator of their environment being that way, of course. And I also think that probably some good biology got in there, too. If, uh, but I feel like if some kid that maybe didn't have your biology was raised the exact same type of way and he was an adopted kid, yeah. um, he might or he or she might come out a little bit differently. Not saying he would or she would. It's just saying that there is probably a bigger chance that that kid might adapt to things slightly different than your children would. Well, if there's any psychologists that want to weigh in, <laughs> uh, where can they contact us? Podcast at dudes Yeah, or send us an email. Um, 
Actually, that's an email. That's podcast email, at, yeah. at dudes2dads.com or Twitter at dudes2dads, yeah. Facebook. Uh, Leave dudes a to comment on iTunes or uh, Stitcher. Yeah, no, we, we love getting the feedback and, yeah. and, and, and input from people. Yeah. Um, so here's, let's, let's get into it. So why do we typically punish our kids? Okay. So here's a couple reasons. Uh, we want to teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. Okay. We want them to be accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to correct a bad behavior. Right. Those are things, or we want to motivate them that they're doing something wrong or whatever. But those are typically reasons why in our minds that we probably punish them. Sure. Um, because, and, and that's what we want the punishment to do. Right. That's what we want it to do. Um, the problem is, is that punishment doesn't result in any one of those. Mm-hmm. So that's where the problem lies. <laughs> so once again, I'll ask the question, why do we punish our kids? Um, why do we have this perception that punishment results in those things? And so here's a couple of, of, of uh, antidotes for that. Yeah. We do that because one, we don't know what else to do. Sure. We just we haven't learned what else to do. Yeah, right. So we punish. Right. Two, it actually makes us feel better. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah, even like you It ever, makes us feel like we're doing something. Do you ever like get mad so angry that you like hit a wall or you know yeah, it's a release slam of a tension. pillow down or whatever it is like oh yeah. you get yeah relief you just it's that release totally yeah totally and and it makes us feel like we're doing something <laughs> yeah, yeah you know so if we're if we go hey you you're you know you don't get this for two weeks you know it, it just makes you feel like you're in control or right. something like that um it does and can provide a quick fix uh-huh. because it solves that issue quickly that immediate but the focus issue. is on the, what I'm saying is the quick fix. Right. The Band-Aid. The Band-Aid. Um, and then probably the fourth thing is it's really easy to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just is. Yeah. You know, we our brains are there to protect us. They, they It takes the easy route. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so it's really easy to provide punishment in many right. cases. Right. Um, it's much harder to do the opposite or do the, do the other thing. Right. So... Here's the question. I'm sure people will, you know, people. This is what they ask, and this is, and especially, it's it's very often men. But I'm not say that women are immune to this too. What do we do if we're not going to punish them? What 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 do you do? You know, instead. So when our child does something that we, you know, deem inappropriate or bad, how should we handle it? Um, I do know how my mother handled it, and you know, when we did something bad. And specifically, maybe came clean about it, you know, or something like that. She'd first thank us for telling the truth mm-hmm. and then would give us a hug mm-hmm. and say, thank you for, for telling me. It it wasn't, you're horrible, dude, you're, you're getting this taken away. Whatever. It was, thank you so much for sharing this with me. You know, I appreciate it. Connecting with me. Right. And then explaining what we did how it was wrong. Um, maybe those who could have been affected by it mm-hmm. and, and the ramifications and, and what it could be. And instead that became a learning process. Right now I am not here to say that that one time event fixes everything <laughs> and a child who repeats behavior and whatever, 
it starts though with those kinds of connections and that sure. starts very, very early and it's repeatable and you have to continue to do it so that that connection is very strong. And the understanding is like, Oh, I can come to my parents and they're safe. I'm not getting in trouble. Right now people will argue cause I've heard this too. Well, if they know they're not going to get in trouble, they'll just keep doing it. Yeah. But that's not necessarily, that's not how it works either. Right. Especially when you start young. Yeah. It's, teaching what is right and more importantly how it affects how your actions affect other people yeah although we could talk about that how you know you shouldn't be responsible for other people's emotions sure, and sure. everything else but do unto others you know etc so the example that i had in in the past and I'll, I'll hear it again is i was caught lighting fires yeah, I remember you telling this under one. people's houses. I was probably my son's <laughs> age or around that. There was a group of us. We didn't know how bad this was. We were just fascinated by matches. Sure. Fascinated by lighting little fires of like, we would get little leaves together and we would light them on fire. And then these fires became bigger and bigger because you just, that's the nature of it. So we would put little leaves together or paper or whatever. And because our houses, we lived on Hills, they were on these like stilts. And so we'd have like two levels and you'd have a lot of, under there's a lot of area under the house in right. certain areas of, of the backyard yeah. or whatever, where you could go under your sort of private, we would build forts. We do all that stuff. So we would light these fires. And one day we got caught. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody smelled smoke in their house and came down and it was like, you know, four or five of the neighborhood kids, boys, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> they all got so pun. I mean, they all got their stuff taken away, grounded, but I did not. Mm-hmm. My mom came to me and said, you know, is this true? Were you guys lighting fires? I, yes, we were. I was fascinated with matches. I didn't know what, that this was a big deal or maybe I did. I don't know, but I was fascinated with it. Yeah. That overrode anything I thought was wrong. Just, you know, you're, I could control it. I'm fine. Totally. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a problem. Yeah. There was a couple of times it was a problem. um, (laughs) (laughs) And, Ultimately, then she began, you know, she said, thank you. I remember, you know, she hugged me and she said, you know, I really appreciate you being honest about this. Now here's what's going to happen. And I remember like apologizing to having to go and apologize to the neighbors. That's not a punishment. That's a, you know, that's making it right. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, you make the kid may think, yeah, it's making it okay. And then also her taking me to the library. Sorry for almost killing your family. (laughs) Uh, Her taking me to the library and reading books on fires and the devastation and showing me pictures of devastation of what fires does and people that get killed and burn people that are burned and like, like a little bit of fear. Sure. And then also education of like, do you realize what can happen as a result of this? And I remember that like, whoa, yeah, like yeah. that's a way bigger deal than I even, I, just, I was just out with my friends. I like, just yeah. know. <laughs> and, but what it was is those kinds of events happened all the time where I felt safe. I knew that my parents would understand me. Um, my mom especially did not do that where the rest of the kids were ground. And I don't know how they all turned out or not, but I'd like to think of myself as, you know, honest and moral and all these things. And I don't lie. And a lot of that is I didn't have to, right. You know, I was able, I didn't have to, I didn't have to sneak around. I didn't have to, uh, pretend I didn't have to do all that because it was safe. My parents created a safe environment for me. Sure. So 
this is very hard to do when you have children. <laughs> very hard, especially when they're doing something that you just do not believe in. They yeah. steal something, that whatever it is. You know, you something that's really bad. It's very, very hard to not punish them. Right. At least for me, it, it you know it is. And this, and even though I was raised that way, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So, what happens is that punishment risks the bond and the connection between the two people. Okay. You know, so if my parents were to punish me, that slowly eats away at the bond. This is what I'm, yeah. You know, it, it yeah. there's a little bit less trust. Sure. Both sides. Yeah. You know, both sides. So what happens is if you get punished enough and this happened, this could be happening in a relationship too, where, you know, every time you say like, Hey, I spent money on, and then you're, significant other yells at you for doing it. You're going to stop telling them that you spent the money. Yep. Or you stopped going to the bar or you stopped, you were smoking cigarette, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to avoid that. You want to avoid that confrontation. Exactly. So what happens is, is you begin, people begin to lie Mm. and that to avoid that punishment. And that's what happens with kids time after time. I mean, this is not a single event. This is something that happens over and over and over again. Mm. And so if you can teach them, that telling you is safe because you cannot keep them from doing stupid stuff. Mm. You just can't. I wish my children were in a bubble. Unfortunately, they're not. (laughs) Right. You know, they're going to make stupid decisions. They're going to do stuff that is probably going to hurt somebody else. They, I mean, I'm hoping they don't, but sure. They, they probably, they might. And so it's really, really important about how you handle that. And that comes into the fact too, then like with teenagers and the behavior that they may have becomes a little bit more severe. You know, I'm dealing right. with younger kids, but that could become drugs and alcohol, becomes sex. It becomes a lot of stuff. If your child, first of all, comes to you, that's even greater. The fact that they trust you and they do it, you've got to be very, very careful about how you respond to that. Right. And then the next, you know, the less of a level is if they, if you find out about it. Right. You know, how do you handle that? Yeah. You know, you have a daughter who you find out is dating some really older guy mm-hmm. and you ban her from seeing him and you ground her. Guess what? Yeah. She's going to she, find a way. She'll find a way to sneak out or yeah. meet him when she says she's going to meet with yeah, her friend. Yeah, makes that allure all even more better. You know, Correct. like it's strange how that. So that's, I mean, that's a different thing to navigate. And sure. unless you have that bond where you can explain what happens and then you're ultimately allowing them to make those decisions, mm-hmm. you got to kind of roll with it, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise you are risking the bond you have with your child. Right. Just to be right. Right, right. You know, do you want to be right or do you want to be loved? Which it's, you can't have both all the time. Sure. So that is a big deal. And that is going to, I know it's a really big deal as kids get older. I've heard stories. I've been, I've understood situations and, and it's really, really tough for a parent. You know, I'm talking a big game right now, but I know these are going to be tough things for me. Sure. When my child comes to me and says, Hey dad, guess what happened? I blah, 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 blah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know? And yeah, you take Thanks a deep breath. Me. Yeah. Um, 
that is, you know, those, those are moments where you've got to look really deep down, look at yourself and then, or prepare for them in, in advance, yeah. knowing that they're going to happen. <laughs> you have like a wheel of things well, that they may possibly do. Well, you just do. know and say, okay, if my child comes to me with X, Y, Z, I know I'm going to have to react All like All possible outcomes. Yeah. Fires, uh, beating up someone in school. Yeah. So <laughs> here's, yeah, when you, so what happens when you punish somebody and this goes for adults as well, because this has been proven in studies and like sure. incarceration and people in jail and all yeah, this kind yeah. of stuff. When you punish them, they focus their attention on the person who punished them or their, this, that quote situation rather than themselves and what they need to learn or what they could do to change it. Yes. I saw a, uh, I actually heard uh one podcast I was listening to another one, but he he saw a documentary and this guy he was talking to was a Muslim and the Muslim had said something about, you know, I could have been a bomb. And the guy made a reference to something that was you know related to some terrorist thing. And he goes, oh, that's exactly what you thought. And immediately and he went into this big deal about this guy saying that. And he just went off on him rather than go, I understand why you think that. But that's not what I meant. I meant. Right. This. And so like and that's what it was. Bill Burr. He was he was saying that I got mad. I couldn't get past the fact that this guy was just yelling at him for no reason. He just almost stop the entire program and I was getting mad at the, the guy who was oppressing this guy who just asked the question right who was interviewing this guy so and it's kind of in the same context it's like you're just punishing this guy for just for making a mistake right and so rather than just explain why that's not the best language to use and it wasn't even bad he just made a, sure. an allusion to something but totally but yeah, again yeah. it's like he, I mean, he was ignorant he just didn't understand what was being the context of that, what the guy was saying so so even if you are in the right you have to kind of let me explain what what you should have done here, right. rather than blah, 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 then well, yeah. it takes well, the focus and we're away. We're going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. So, so what happens too? Like, yeah, if somebody gets arrested, and the police are grabbing them, and like, let's say, you know, throwing them to the ground, putting handcuffs on them, you know, and I understand, and oftentimes they may have to. Yeah, the guy's dangerous, but or the girl. There are certainly situations where they are not. Right. But what happens either way is when somebody is not treated with, let's say, let's call it respect because they don't think that they earned respect, whatever. They will be focusing on what a jerk this person is. Yeah. They're treating me like horrible, but has no, they're not thinking at all with maybe I shouldn't have been in this situation. Right. Right. Like maybe. OK, maybe even if I'm not at fault, like I was wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. I should have handled this differently, you know, whatever it is. And so kids are the same way. So as an example, let's say, uh, you yell at your eight year old, you know, your eight year old child and you're like, get up to your room. Well, who knows what they did. Get up to your room. You're not playing video games for a week. That child. And let's say they hit their sister or something. Right. You know, that child is not thinking, you know what? I shouldn't have hit my sister. <laughs> They're thinking, Gosh, mom, dad, you are so mean. You are so unfair. You are. So, I mean, that's the thought that goes through their head. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, you know what, maybe I should have thought about something differently. Now we go back and we say, well, why did you do that? And what, you know, and then we have that talk if you're doing it appropriately. But even then there's a lot typically missed in that case too, because they're still in trouble. Right. Okay. But it doesn't fix it. Right. Right. So. You know, they're really focused on how much of a jerk you are versus on their own behavior. So what do we do? This is the, you know, hey, this is a million dollar question. <laughs> um, there's two things we need to do. We need to be firm and we need to be kind. Mm -hmm. Those are two things. So you can, some people are just really firm. Some people are just really kind. You need to be firm and kind. And what right. that means are a couple of things. 
So first and foremost, you have to set limits or rules. So what this means is if something was never discussed, and especially if the child's young. Yeah, because you don't discuss And everything. they don't know. How can you punish them for something that they didn't know? And that happens a lot. <laughs> Like Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah. But let, let's say, uh, you know, playing ball in the house. Yeah. Right. You know, child is bouncing the ball. All of a sudden the vase breaks. If you haven't established rules that balls shouldn't be bounced in the house. Yeah. That's first of all, you can't, you, you, there's no right to even get upset. Yeah. I know. You know, if you have established that rule, then there has to be something where you have to teach the child then to do that, you know, right. and, and saying, so is that part of a list of things that you can't do in the house? Is it, you know, and, and so a lot of this stuff comes to as well, they're teaching moments, but I'm telling you, you know, you saying, Hey, you're not going to be able to play soccer for a week is not going to remember that that kid's not going to, that has nothing to do with it. Right. Cause the next time the ball's coming in that he's thinking he's dragging a ball. He's not going to go, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to get my soccer for a week, so I better not play ball in the house. Right. Instead, he needs to learn this is a rule. I'm not supposed to do this. Yeah. And so and the two aren't well, connected. And there's consequences. So like if they develop a sense of empathy, then they're more likely not to do it again in the future, not just because there's a punishment attached. It's more of that, hey, there's you know, the reason why is because vases may break and that costs money and these things aren't really that great. Do you wanna right. do you really wanna empty my pocketbooks more than you already are? Well, no, but also <laughs> or you're gonna end up paying for it. Yeah, right. So now I, well, know, smart children smart children will say, Well, fine, then I'll pay for it if I break it. So you got to be careful. Yeah. You, know, you got to be careful how you word it. <laughs> right. Um, but that is something about setting the limits so that the kids know what is right, what is wrong, what's, what are we allowed to do, what are we not allowed to do. Those are, you know, you have to establish that stuff. So that may go for, um, you know, as the kids get a little bit older, like, hey, you know, we don't condone this behavior. Now, what happens is, and people often think, like, if you're not punishing them, you are not saying that the behavior is acceptable. So as an example, in an extreme example, a child, you know, or let's say a teenager comes home and they were drinking. That doesn't mean you, and if, and if you don't like, you're not punishing them, grounding them, whatever. And you're just, you explain to them how bad it can be. You making bad decisions, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean that you're going to be okay with them doing that. Right. You know, Oh, well you do it next time. It's totally, it's not, this is not okay. Look what's going to happen now. You know, if they continue to do behavior, then you probably have to hire somebody, (laughs) but, or there's some other disconnect or, you know, whatever it is, but ultimately you can't control that, you you know, grounding them is not going to keep them from doing, you're trying to teach them to make good decisions. Right. And it's hard. Yeah. This is not any, I mean, this is probably one of the hardest things about parenting (laughs) Right. is you're, you know, you're trying to coach them as we talk about Mm -hmm. trying to coach them into making good decisions, you know? So number two, thank them and give them affection. Mm -hmm. So especially if they're coming to you with disclosing something, um, you know, maybe your daughter comes to say, Hey dad, I wanted to tell you that I took money out of your wallet, (laughs) you know? Right. Or even like you find that there's money gone. You say, Hey, did you take money out of my wallet? And the child says, yes, I did. I say, well, thank you for telling me. You know, that was my, you know, that's my money. You know, if you're going to need something, then you need to ask for it. And so, you know, we need to, we need to do something to make that up. So that might be, they have to make chores. They've got to you know do additional work for you, whatever it is to pay you back, right. you know? Um, but tell, you know, telling the truth 
and the communication is much more important than you showing who's the boss. Mm-hmm. Just reiterating that again. So that's really important. So the, the, the third thing is the related consequences. Right. So that's where we get into, like in the wallet example, you know, they're going to have to pay you back. It's not just you're letting it go. And so, but extra punishment or something that's not related doesn't matter. Like, yeah. hey, that was important to me. So I'm taking away something that's important to you. Your video games are taken away. Yeah. It's not related to no, what it is. I, that and that's doing. a good point. And that's kind of what I was getting at in that context. Cause you don't want to, you know, it, the punishment is not necessarily a punishment. It's more of a, a consequence of doing certain things, you know? So then it's kind of correlated and saying, all right, well instead, you know, you broke the vase. So therefore you got to help me. The pay time back. needs to match the crime. There you go. <laughs> eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. <laughs> so, you know, child comes into the house with their shoes on again for the 427th time. They got dirt in the house. They have to clean it up. Yeah. You know, it's not, eh, you can never play, blah, blah. I mean, whatever it is. And and we get so upset. I know I do. (laughs) Um, You know, and you just keep repeating the same things and the same thing. So, uh, you know, taking things away and it just, it doesn't work, you know, and, and people will argue that it does, but it works temporarily. Yeah. And then, like I said, it can erode that relationship. So number four, um, ask them what they need to do or how it can be fixed. So a good example with this is with grades. I see, I hear about this. I see this a lot. Parents will bribe, punish, reprimand, whatever, because maybe kids aren't getting the grades that they expect that they should have. Mm -hmm. Instead, you know, you're teaching the child to be self-motivated and to care for themselves about how their performance is. And so, you know, it may be questions like, Hey, you know, is a good grade important to you? Right. What if it's not? <laughs> really? Yeah. What if it is not important for that child to perform? You have to be, and this is hard, you have to be somewhat okay with that reality. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have values that it's, you know, education is important. You need to work in school at least until you're a certain age, you know, whatever that is. And you've got to compromise on those things. But what if your child is just adamant? You know, there's a ton of professionals who, who talk about this, you know, not going to college, sure. um, you know, uh, they did horrible in school, whatever. And if you see talents in your child, you know, that may be the case. But here, one of the things, you know, is to understand maybe why your child is not doing well. And so instead of providing the solution, you ask them what they think they might need. Yeah. You know, and so, hey, I notice your grades have been slipping you know, what is it that you're finding that's difficult, you know, or is there something that I could help you with that could help improve that, you know, right. and the child is feeling that support and they're feeling love versus like, Hey, if you don't get your grades, you're off the, the soccer team. Right. What, how is that going to, you know, well, he got the A right. <laughs> Yeah. and guess what? It, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it doesn't work long-term and it doesn't help your relationship. Right. And that's the key. If you think you have to think long-term, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Right. You know, um, you know, if it's a matter of focus, let's say the child has difficulty focusing, you know, set up proper routines. It could be something at home. Maybe the home's not as stable as it could be. Maybe that you're not as involved as you should be. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, could have a learning disability. There's a lot of things that it could be. But allow the child to provide you that feedback. And if they can't, you sort of guide them into answering and helping with those questions. So it's just really important to ask them the questions of like, what is it that they need to make a situation right or to make the situation better? You know? Right, right. Um, It's it's just way more powerful when it comes from them. Sure. Versus it coming from yourself. Absolutely. 
they're more inclined to listen. Uh, number five, provide an explanation. So this, you, you touched on this one, you know, explain why they shouldn't have done what they did. Um, specifically maybe the effect of their decision and what that could have on other people. Mm-hmm. You know, what can happen as an example for me, th- look at what can happen if you're lighting a fire. <laughs> like right. this can affect, this is not just a fun little situation. Like this is a big deal, Yeah, you know, or if you get into a car after drinking, you know, or I mean, all kinds of stuff or, Hey, if you smoke, look what your lungs going to look like. I mean, whatever, right. whatever it is, you're explaining what the natural consequences can be. That's maybe a good way of saying it too. If the natural consequences can be for behavior, right. You know, Hey, you're mean to everybody. Guess what? You're going to be alone. Exactly. Nobody's going to want to hang out with right. you. People don't you like know? you anymore. So yeah, there's just all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and then the last one is to teach the correct behavior. Sure. So once you've explained that, um, it's really important for them to understand how they could have have handled that situation, what could they have done better, and ask them again. Right. What could you have done better or different in this situation that would you wouldn't have be you wouldn't be here? Yeah. You know, that we wouldn't be having this conversation. And and all of these things need to be done calmly. Yeah. And you're coming from a place of curiosity and you're coming from a place of empathy and you're coming and, and, and here's, this is hard. I know it's, it's so easy for me to talk behind the microphone, <laughs> but it, it, you really have to come from a place of, like I said, of long-term thinking about the relationship you have with your child yeah, and that connection and the trust. And it's not about you being a friend and not getting them in trouble. It's about you teaching them and helping them navigate in the world. Right. You know, we all F up. Right. We all make mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I've had, yeah. we've had podcasts about how mistakes are healthy and all these things. You did it too. You know, we all did. Absolutely. I mean, I light, I lit fires. Like I, I you know, me, great moral doing all this. You know, yeah. I, I that did, rarely ever happens to you anymore. Right. Yeah. No, I don't, you know, I try to stay on the narrow path, there you you go. Know, the, the moral path now, <laughs> but that's the thing. It, it's, we all make mistakes. Our children are going to make mistakes. And so looking at it from that perspective of you being a coach, which is one of the core seven principles of the fatherhood formula. There you go. It's really, really important to, to, to maintain that. So, um, you know, asking those questions, you know, what do you, what are you going to do the next time you're in this situation? You know, have them come up with a solution that's going to, that's going to work for you. Right, so right. Whew, yeah. that was, it was heavy. That was heavy. That was a lot of talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so overall, I, I guess I could have said, does punishment, does punishing your kids work? I just could have said no. <laughs> That's not as interesting. And there's the yeah, podcast. There's the podcast. It's 14 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just phoned it in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. Punishing's nope. not good. Later. The end. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what do people do if they want to provide us comments or feedback or anything like you that? You can email us at podcast at dudesthedads.com or you can get on top of uh, uh, many uh, social channels, mm-hmm. Twitter at dudes to dads, Facebook Deuce to Dad's com. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have to think about that. YouTube, actively. YouTube, the, du- the Dad University Dad channel. University channel. Yeah, no. um, and then um, and then iTunes and Stitcher, especially. Please leave some reviews. Go leave a review. It could be anything, but it'd be great if it was some five stars and also um, some feedback there. That'd be great. I'd love to hear from anybody who wants to uh, leave us some good feedback about what we're doing. Awesome, cool. It was very cool. Well, thank you. Thank you once again uh, on behalf of Alan and myself. We'll see you next week. See you next week.